Welcome back to whatever we want, a podcast about celebrating storytelling. We talk movies, TV shows, video games, and beyond. And this week we are continuing our review and recap of Avatar The Last Airbender Season 1 with episodes 11 through 20. Daniel, hello. We're also joined by our good friend and Avatar expert, Logan Baker. Logan, welcome back. How's it going? Good, good. Doing well. Sweet. Daniel, I see you're sporting our uh, podcast merch, which I appreciate. Yes, yes, or whatever we want, uh, sweatshirt. I'm sporting a... <laughs> that I'm coughing into. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sporting a Water Tribe-themed tie-dye shirt. This is my... Yeah. Representing for water, book one. Here we go. <laughs> Jake is the ocean spirit. I am. Yeah, I'm like the big, like, Unagi Godzilla monster. They actually called it... We'll get there, but like Koizilla in like the uh, <laughs> on the storyboards. Nice. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I kind of want to. If you guys were down, we can like recap last week's like ranking really quick of our first te- of the first ten episodes, just kind of s- to see where like we stood with everything as a yeah, refresher. Yeah. So I've got it Sounds all written good. down. So Daniel, your top episode was episode eight, Winter Solstice Part Two, Roku, followed by mm-hmm. Warriors of Kyoshi Episode Four. Um, yeah. Then after that, you had two tied of the same ranking. You had Avatar Returns, which is episode two, and then uh, the King of Omashu, episode five, both tied for three and four. Yeah. Then the waterbending scroll you had as your number five slot. Um, below that, you had Jet. Below that, you had the Southern Air Temple. Below that, you had the Winter Solstice Part One, the Spirit World. Below that, you had the Boy in the Iceberg. And finally, you had Imprisoned. Yeah. And Logan. You basically had the very, very similar thing. You had Avatar Roku at the top, Warriors of Kyoshi. Then you had three tied for three, four, and five. You had Avatar Returns, King of Amashu, and the Waterbending Scroll, all with the same score. Uh, Then you had Jet. Then you had the Spirit World, which is the Winter Solstice Part 1. Then the Boy in the Iceberg. Then the Southern Area Temple, and finally Imprisoned. I think we all have similar lists, but I had uh, Avatar Roku, um, then Omashu, Kyoshi, Jet, Southern Air Temple, Spirit World, Avatar Returns, Waterbending Scroll, Boy in the Iceberg, and then Imprisoned. Just to recap. We really did not like Imprisoned, <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all universally loved Roku, universally hated Imprisoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty good consensus. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to continue this, this week where we're going to rank every episode out of 10 and then kind of give our, like overall final just thought of the season since we're recapping it yeah you guys ready to jump into episode 11 yeah let's the great do it. divide the great the Grand divide. Canyon. gonna give imprisoned a run for its money <laughs> restart i think this is universally known as like the worst avatar episode <laughs> really pretty much all fans i think agree with that yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a filler yeah. episode daniel don't change your score though or i mean don't let your score be impacted. No, I, I wasn't scoring it high anyway, because it's kind of the irony at the end of it anyway. It's like Aang's in the beginning. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, words won't solve anything. Action will. And at the end, he solves everything with a freaking lie. True. <laughs> Just gaslit yeah. two tribes. Yeah. <laughs> this one does feel like a filler episode. It did episode. work, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like um, I kind of also at the end, we're going to talk about uh, the Netflix trailer and the, like, what we think they'll keep and remove. Yeah, like from the original. This is probably like going to on the chopping block very much. Yeah. I could see them. I could see them paying like homage to it 
very briefly by like they're like fly over the canyon like glad we don't have to walk through something. that yeah, that would suck to walk through <laughs> yeah that'd be a funny little thing just skip the whole thing Maybe we would be able to find food for a day yeah how barren it is in there but yeah i, I One, understand why people don't like this episode it like doesn't feel like it's actually progressing the main quest which is like what we talked about last week where like finally things were like starting to get real and and yeah. like they were getting like progress in like the timeline and then it kind of like doesn't feel like progress is really being had here too much. Um, I do like that. It shows that like the gang goes on like adventures, like that maybe, I don't know, like maybe aren't shown. Do you, do you think that like everything we see in avatar is everything that happens? Or do you think there's like things? No, there's time in between episodes. Definitely. Yeah. That's that was my question. All right. Cool. I think think this episode has like, there's a, very few redeeming qualities but it's kind of just more character development is is the only real thing that we see here where Aang yeah. is both supposed to be the leader and supposed to be like kind of above and outside of the rest of yeah everyone mm-hmm. all of the people like he, he doesn't really fit in which is shown very clearly in in the one episode or the part of the episode where they're both camping out at night right and he's um, like in between them just kind of with up on the old guy that he's alone yeah yeah i mean that yeah. reflects his entire place in the world like having lost a hundred years and also being the avatar he's li- quite literally like the only person that can bend four elements so he's unique on, on his own in that sense but also he's a man of the past like out of his own time that he, that's also separating him like a layer of separation between him and the people of this world and he really doesn't even have a people yeah anymore yeah his, True. his people were wiped out so that was a sad moment and it does kind of reflect ang's situation a bit. but then it's a weird it's like a really weird turn 180 where he comes comes back and lies at the end of the episode and yeah. does his like trickster happy-go-lucky thing and it's like it throws you for a loop i think that's part of why people yeah aren't as big of a fan i do like the design of the the creatures that they yeah like are fighting they're scary the, the like crocodile whatever like spider things yeah i thought those were pretty cool uh you know what maybe this is a good chance i don't really have much else to say about this episode i do want to ask if you guys could be any bender what bender i would would, you be? wanted what? to ask that last time actually but i was like oh, i was going a bit long so. yeah that's the thing. Do should we answer based on what Bender we'd want to be, or what Bender we think we do first? You'd want like, to be, and then maybe we can tell each other what we think the other per, other people would be like as an outsider, yeah. like looking at your personality or whatever. So Daniel, what do you think? What would you want to be? See, this is tough because it's all on different levels. Like you're you're manipulating matter at different aspects, right? So like Air Benders, they can like gaseous like things right Daniel, yes we understand if, bendy if, <laughs> i'm just saying like, so i'm thinking about like that aspect so, like, which one has like the most utility oh uh, okay and i feel like the most utility would either be air or earth okay but given all this we see ang do i feel like i'd love to be an airbender just for the freedom and the ability to have that kind of yeah you know agility i think that'd be really cool to have gotcha yeah logan what would you want to be i'm kind of torn a little bit which might be surprising to you guys, but I so I also agree that I'd love to be an airbender, partly because I'm a aerospace engineer and that yeah. like not needing a plane to go flying would be cool. Yeah, uh, being able to do it on your own would be kind of neat. But I also really like water. I don't know; it speaks to me a little bit as well. I'm I'm curious to see what you guys think. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
we'll get, but just, I think I personally would want to be earth. Like I've always wanted to be earth. I like book two earth the most, but like, I think it's so cool that you can just like, you could make like a table and chair out of like earth and you just never need to have another seat like ever, which is so That's cool. <laughs> and, and just, but uh, <laughs> think about how to be lazy with it. That's yeah. <laughs> no, but also just like the power of it. And like, I just think it's, and also yeah. I feel like there's like earth. I mean, I guess this excuse doesn't really make sense because there's air everywhere, but like there's earth all around you, like on the ground and stuff. And like, there's always an abundance of earth. So maybe maybe I'm swayed because I don't see a ton of airbending because the airbenders were wiped out in the show. So I'm like, oh, the Earth Kingdom's the most powerful because there's so much Earth all around. Um, and I guess the firebenders can generate their own fire, but I just felt like, I don't know, like you can make structures out of Earth, I think a lot more easily yeah. than like, in, like the, the water tribes are confined to like the North and South Poles because that's where like ice is most prominent and can like maintain and not melt. Um, but like Earth the earth kingdom like on the map is like the largest area because there's earth everywhere you can like expand and i just i really like earth a lot all right but let's go through uh what we think the other people would be um i think logan let's start with daniel since he went first what do you think daniel would be i have my idea i have a feeling i know what jake's gonna say for me <laughs> i think you do i think air makes uh some sense but i could also see fire a little bit i too. think daniel's firebender he's you guys so hot anyway <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm decisive and I'm direct. And yeah, exactly. You know, I when when I'm uh you know coding something and things don't go my way, I, I get a little cranky sometimes. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I think fire. I think you would be a firebender based on your personality. All right, Daniel, what do we, we think get for, angry? For, for Logan? For, for Logan, I agree with what Logan said. Like, I feel like he has like the serenity to that he could be like an air nomad and could like have like yeah. meditate and be like a monk. But also, I originally did think water for him because I think he i was thinking water be, as well it's it's the discipline of it yeah the discipline and like the very like the flowing nature of like being one in tune with yourself i guess i i just yeah. i felt like that spoke to me with logan so i i think you could be either i'm leaning towards water personally for you logan. i'm also for his personality I'm leaning towards water he's just a chill go the flow kind of yeah. guy yeah so me and daniel are perfect opposites yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then jake me... here uh that's the thing Oh, I think he's totally right with the earth bending. Yeah, it, totally. he kind of is. Yeah. Like, it's, Sweet. it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, yeah. um, it's on point. It's just your personality fits with it. Like, like you're, you're sturdy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have the a strong, the strong stance. <laughs> I have a video that, um, I was recording Daniel. He didn't know I was recording him. And someone asked, like, Evan asked Evan. Daniel what his first impression <laughs> of what daniel's first impression of evan was and daniel without missing a beat was like sturdiness and i was like what like that's your first impression of someone <laughs> uh, which is also why i think you're firebender because you just went there like decisive like yes <laughs> all right uh, i do that uh, a lot, i think <laughs> let's let's rank the great divide now we've waffled on for a bit uh, i'm gonna say for me it's probably gonna be like a two or three like you still get your moments in there, but it's like, eh. Sure. Because yeah. I think it's the worst of the entire series, I'm going to give it a one just because right. we got we to gotta have a one. That's true. To set, I just, the, set the low end. I don't know. Like I, I, There are like some redeeming qualities to it. So I, I feel bad like giving anything a one just because I know so many people like worked hard on it. So I'm, I personally am going to give this a four. And I, and I know that maybe like 
use the my scale personally, since that is probably going to be my bottom. But I still think there are good elements to it, um, and I hate just like diminishing all of that. So I'm I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. Oh, I fully fair. agree that it's there's got a lot of yeah. good elements in it, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah, I know you're you're being end. like legit and objective about yeah. this, and I'm just like. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm messing the system up. Anyways, next episode, The Storm, episode 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the one with like all the flashbacks to... All the PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Story. I personally really like this episode, especially after Agreed. the last one. <laughs> Maybe they were setting it up. They knew. Yeah. They're like, this one's going to be a banger. We just want to make this next <laughs> one look so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, I f- and I feel like this one also, like you, it could be written off as just like a big exposition episode, but I think it's done in a very like tasteful way that helps you and also the other characters like appreciate Understand the more about our protagonists. Yeah. yeah. Because like Zuko's, crew learns more about him through Iroh telling the story around the fire and then Katara kind of understands where Aang's coming from a little more deeply yeah I, th- I mean it's a pretty big episode uh Zuko's Agni Kai with his father mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's a tragic backstory <laughs> I love the way that they go about doing the backstories and doing the flashbacks where it's not it it's only like a few minutes at a time yeah in, in small chunks and they go back and forth and show the parallelism. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or not parallels. The parallel parallels between the two stories. Yeah. Between yeah. between Zuko and Aang, they they really put them right up against each other and and are clearly I don't know if they're alluding to it, but they are giving us a reason to root for for Zuko to be redeemed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Down the road. Yeah. And even if you like audiences don't pick up on that, like I still think a compelling villain is someone you can understand how they got there and how they were driven to be the person they are and make the decisions that they do and this very much in my opinion helps justify or like at least helps the audience understand how zuku got to where he what where he is we also see a little easter egg we see azula like very eagerly and like very excitedly watching her brother get burned by her father that's like kind of crazy yeah she is a psychopath though yeah i do have a question about this episode how like does the old lady find Katara and Aang in the cave, like on the mountain in the storm? Because like Aang flew up there with his glider. Katara rode Appa up there, barely made it up there in the storm. And then after they're done telling the story, this the old lady like has hiked up the mountain somehow and found them. I don't know. Just... Maybe she just saw Appa fly in there. And she's like, man, that's a pretty snug Maybe. fit. Maybe you should go help him out. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was desperate. It was her husband, right? That was yeah, out there. yeah. So she's probably like worried. I guess I don't know. Yeah, got the superhuman strength. Yeah, we also learn a bit more. We see like the flashback with like Monkeyazzo and just learn about like how Ang. It's kind of crazy if you think about it because Ang like ran away and then went underwater and got and froze and then in his mind no time really passed then emerged and all of these adventures has happened so this has been like a crazy like couple weeks for mm-hmm. Aang, like all of this happening like at the same time and learning about the history that happened and yeah and all that yeah. time that he was frozen yeah also also this is the first episode that iroh redirects lightning for the first time like on yeah, screen at least yeah. like that's it that's just so sick man like that's so cool that's badass <laughs> And I, speaking of the parallels, I like the parallel of Aang getting tossed underwater, 
like at once he rescues once they get all of the people off of the ship like Sokka and the fisherman and instead of like instead because he's here with his friends instead of going into like self-preservation mode he actually like saves them this time um yeah i just I think it's cool i was gonna say when they pop back out and fly above uh zuko and zuko boat, and yeah. he's like let him go yeah we need to we need to like you know keep the crew take safe. a moment yeah exactly. that's what i was gonna say yeah. I, I love really that realization good. by him where he's just like hey like these lives are important <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's not just about like full throttle all the time he's he's getting into realization of that balance so yeah, yeah. i think when when he says like the crew's the crew's lives don't matter at the beginning of the episode he's like being a little bit of a hothead teenager type of thing where he's blowing up and he's angry and then angry. And i don't <laughs> i don't think i don't think he ever really meant it and it's made no. pretty clear when he like climbs the tower saves the yeah the helmsman and stuff like that he he is he does really care so it it was shown though that's the greatest part it's shown yeah. rather than told and it and it lets the audience interpret yeah. it, which is great yeah show don't tell i mean it's really a projection of himself when he first said it because i feel like he was saying like he doesn't care about his like, own life own health or safety yeah he only cares about his honor and and you know he'll getting do anything. His yeah. yeah in his mind to get it back and he's kind of learning that oh maybe that's not the most important thing is my father's approval that's kind of his yeah. journey I also just like the overall lesson of this is about like not getting hung up on the past and like what could have been, but like focus on what you can do and work on to accomplish now to change things. And I think that's just such a good lesson for a kid's show. Like what? <laughs> All right. What's everyone's yeah. rankings for uh, this episode? Look, what do you think? I gave this one an 8.5. All right. Nice. Daniel. I think it's really well up there. I had an 8.5. One. I say that like I knew it. I had eight point one. I literally just gave it that. (laughs) I have eight point one two. I'm not copying you, Daniel. I already had it written down. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But anyways, next episode we got the Blue Spirit. Yeah, I like Mm. this one. I love this episode, dude. (laughs) This is like, oh my gosh, man, Logan, you have a with you like the the art book, the Art of Avatar book that has a lot of cool info about this, uh, the Blue Spirit, right? Yeah, I mean it. It's a it goes into the original drawings that they came up with and the artwork that they Yeah, I think they originally had. it was originally supposed to be red, right? It was. I think I was reading in that that it was going to be red, but then it looked too much like a Korean Spider-Man, so they changed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, and it's it, it's it's modeled after like legitimate uh masks that are are found in history yeah. as well. Yeah. It's not just they came out. And they like streamlined the design a bit mm-hmm. so it would work better in the avatar animation style exactly yeah. yeah i love the fact that zuko is a master really at the broadswords yeah like yeah you you clearly see that he's practiced really hard and, and that was what he did to basically level the playing field with azula who has always been his better at fire right so he went and did other forms combat of martial art. yeah 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 I, he learned from the same master that Sokka learned from, correct? Oh, really? I don't know. I think he did. That makes I sense believe. and would be so cool. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, I had no idea either. That was his original master, so... I wonder if maybe in the next show, because I know the original creators are doing like a new show, it would be cool to see just like Sokka and, and Zuko spar like with swords and just see how that would 
Mm. work when they're like that like because i think the show takes place in their like when they're in their 20s so maybe to like keep fresh they train each other i think that'd be really cool that'd be dope that'd make a lot of sense yeah yeah um but uh so this this episode it kind of like in my opinion is like a very good episode and uh but i and it's not like a finale or anything but originally it could have been the finale. Like the original order for Avatar Last Airbender that Nickelodeon picked up was they only picked up Avatar for 13 episodes. So they knew this could be their last one. So when they were developing it before they knew if it would continue, they were like, we have to make this one like as good as possible. Like, cause this could be while also fitting into the overall story, but this could be like the last one we get to make. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because Brian, Brian and Mike were the ones that actually wrote this episode. Yeah, they they yeah. themselves wrote it, and then Dave Filoni was the director. So they they brought in their their biggest gun for the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> their biggest, <laughs> gun. Uh, their best man. But uh, Commander Zhao get, becomes Admiral Zhao here, and he gets those archers. crazy archers. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the Yu Yu Yang archers. Yeah, the Yu Yang archers. Yeah. and then Sok and Katara both get very sick. I get why they had to do that to them to like get them on the sidelines. Um but Momo uh was just being a moment <laughs> yeah the whole time i i do want to ask what so ang doesn't bring his staff on this adventure he goes on to try to get like the the medicine and it's because he sees one bolt of lightning and he's like oh it's gonna storm so like i make it makes sense why he wouldn't fly but i think he should have at least brought the staff with him like for safety reasons so i'm giving this reason a like a three out of ten for why he didn't have his staff this episode i think that's fair but I also understand him not wanting to fly in the storm ever after just having gotten off of the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got out yeah. of the storm. So I'm I'll give, give like him a like five a four for yeah, excuse. Maybe five. Yeah. All right. All right. I think it's a mid excuse. He's traumatized, you know. Yeah. After that last one. <laughs> I do like also. I mean, the, the fact that Katara and Sakura at a commission is kind of interesting because it's the first time we see Ang truly on his own and and gets into like a very bad situation is captured legitimately by the fire nation um and to see like how he handles that kind of on his own even though zuko then comes in and saves him and apparently apparently like just going back to the sword choreography a a real swordsman like uh reacted to this and like criticized the choreography of zuko like after the fact like not while they're working the show and he said that the animators did like a really good job of animating like how someone would actually fight using this particular like type of swords um especially like how they would use it against like spears when they're um like in the courtyard fighting against yeah. those uh fire nation soldiers it's dope i love when ang is captured and commander or admiral zhao yeah uh sorry sorry zhao <laughs> uh when admiral zhao comes in and and ang is like posturing like i'll fight you right here right now yeah yeah, yeah. and he's like no yeah. i don't want to do that <laughs> It's yeah. like, you're the avatar. Why would I do that? You're and he still knocks chains. him on his butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was uh, just a funny moment of like Zhao arguably being smart in that situation and not yeah not uh, yeah trying to Zhao is beat often pretty strategic and intelligent. I think, and we'll see in the deserter mm-hmm. that not all the time, but um, in most of the early cases, he's like pretty smart. Like uh yeah yeah his biggest problem is his, his ego that is true yeah yeah he probably is because he's so smart that's probably why they promoted him to admiral from captain in like the span of two months or something yeah yeah he, he flew up the ranks yeah i also really like the the musical cue 
that the blue spirit um has it's just like mm. the i think it's again the musicians like using interesting like unique new instruments i don't know it's just it like has this like really eerie sense to it that i really personally like like there's a horn they i don't know it's just good yeah i don't think when i was originally watching it i don't think i knew like obviously we it's revealed at the end that it, the blue spirit is in fact zuko but i don't think i ever suspected that during the episode up until the reveal the, like the at reveal the, at yeah. the end of the episode which it's kind of impressive. Like I, yeah. I didn't know who it was or what what was gonna come save him, but that was a interesting twist at the end that really caught me off guard originally. Yeah, I forget. I honestly, it's been so long. I forget. I I would like to think that like I think in the beginning I, do, I had no idea, and then like towards the end maybe I was starting to get like an inkling, but I probably didn't. I probably also had no idea. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think it's a really cool like surprise, and again showing that Zuko's even willing to go against his own country to try to get his goals yeah Yeah. so he can be the one to bring the avatar in which is very very interesting his motives um and the the, i personally really like just how everything was choreographed in this like the escape scene i think is very fun uh like ang airbending while zuko's like fighting with his swords i i also like that as soon as like zhao's like we need him alive like the avatar alive like zuko immediately puts his swords up to ang's throat and is like all right like I can play this game too. Like he's just being strategic mm-hmm. with it, like using every asset he can smart. get to uh, to get out of there. It also is this is the first episode that kind of plants the seed of Aang and Zuko working together. That they work together well as a team, which like sets up later in book three when they ultimately uh, yeah. team up. Aang looked really sad at the end when he asked whether or not they could be friends if it was another time, or yeah. another place, kind of thing. Yeah, and. And Zuko immediately shot a fireball. Yeah. <laughs> after after <laughs> having fireball. been saved by Aang, <laughs> that was like kind of a dick move, but you know, yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have much else to say about this episode. I I really personally like it. Um, do you guys have yeah. rankings for this one? I think Daniel should go first. Go on a whim. <laughs> uh, nine point either four or six. I'm gonna give you nine point five then. <laughs> yeah. Logo I'll give it a nine, you? even nine. All right, mm-hmm. I gave it an eight point five. I still think I like the Roku episode a little more, just all encompassing, like with the the air battle, yeah. and then so yeah, that's why I'm putting it there. Thank you. Get that Roku at nine. Yeah. All right, next episode we've got the fortune teller. This is the one where there's the volcano at the end and like the fortune teller lady yeah. and they talk I, th- I don't think i like this one as a kid as much i remember not liking it as much because it was all about like love and it was really focusing on like the K- katang relationship which again i wanted to have happen but like I-, I was a kid and i wanted action too and it like the first like <laughs> third of this episode is like ang just like wanting to kiss katara basically <laughs> And Ang gets friend zoned by Guitar as well in this episode. Yeah, She's like, brutally. Like, little brother. I was like, oh, bleh, bleh, good friend. Just like <laughs> Momo. Oh. <laughs> she, he got pet zoned, dude. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we also see a platypus bear this episode. This is the first yeah. platypus bear, I think. I love that dude that's like absolutely nonchalant. He's just dodging yeah. the platypus yeah. bear like a beast. Kinda He's like, it's okay. He's just, <laughs> he's just not even worried. Yeah. I do like the lesson overall of this episode where it's like, I think the fortune teller lays it out at the end, but like basically it's just like, don't believe that your future is laid like out sandstone. and blindly yeah. believe that it's set. Like you determine your own destiny, which applies not just to Aang with love, but also with 
like Sozin's Comet and like his whole destiny, like to defeat the Fire Lord, which goes to the very end. His he's been told his destiny is to kill the Fire Lord, and he's like, no, I'm not accepting that, and he changes it and mm-hmm. takes his bending away. He finds another way. So I think I mean this is huge foreshadowing and life lesson for the finale to the show, which I think is very very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, the what's the girl's name? Mang. Is that the yeah, girl Mang. that has a crush on Aang? Mm-hmm. She, she's yeah. the same voice actress as uh, Toph um, before she was hired as Toph. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, they liked yeah. her so much they brought her back. Yeah, which I think is pretty <laughs> pretty sick. Also, she's playing very different characters. She's playing a simp and then like the anti-simp on the next <laughs> season. <laughs> she just beats up Aang over and over. Yeah. In the next in the next season. In her next life, she's like, "You didn't love me in my previous life. I'm gonna make your life living torture." <laughs> I did really enjoy it at, uh, at the very end when Aang, like the actual action part of this. Yes, one, me when, too. When Aang is. Uh, Fighting a volcano. He beats yeah. the volcano, which is, again, like something that Roku, Roku did not yeah. do. Um, That's true. Aang was able to do it with his airbending, actually. He does with his airbending, but also, yeah. it's. Be- I think it's also because Aang has, which is a big theme of the whole show, is that like Aang has a support group. Like He has... Uh, he gets true. he has Sokka and Katara, and then because of them, they get the whole town on board. So it's again kind of take- showing like you don't have to do everything alone, which is a big theme of Avatar. Um, yeah, and they work together, and I mean ultimately it is Aang that saves the day at the end because of his freaking powerful bending. I love that moment. Yeah, just very cool. Was it was it Sokka who came up with the idea of bending the clouds, or was that I forget who came up with that idea? I but it sounds like forget. a Sokka idea. Yeah. It it might have been, but I thought it was Ang. Maybe that was like it's like no, water I thought it was Ang. Water and air, we can control these Katara. And she was like, yeah, I don't know, I could be wrong. Either way, it was it was a really clever idea to basically use use the fortune teller rather than them. going against her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So use use her to persuade. Use their the blind trust in her. Yeah. 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 And the funny thing when when they did end up saving the town, the one townsman or whatever that was like. Well, she was right. Yeah. They, the town is <laughs> And Yeah. Uh, Sokka's yeah. just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, what do you rank this episode, Daniel? Uh, I'm going to give this 5.2. Oh, interesting. Okay. To me, it felt more fillery. Like, it was I not really pl- going to the main plot. It... But Sorry. No, I was just saying, it didn't really, like, it was... Eh. Yeah. I disagree, because I think this is the first time it plants a seed of in Katara's mind that Aang could be more than just a friend and I think that's a big moment in the show so you're there for the relationship stuff (laughs) what would you say what did you end up ranking it I said seven out of ten because again I I didn't like a lot of the lovey stuff in the very beginning but then I think the volcano stuff at the very end and like the overall lesson and how it foreshadows to the end of the show is really good yeah that is true Yeah, yeah that's true I I put I put it down as a three. Oh my goodness! I just don't think it holds up to a lot of the other episodes in this. All right. In this book and in in the whole series yeah. as a. I feel like I'm the middle ground between you guys. You are. That's how math works. <laughs> Five point yeah. two is pretty close between three Dead and seven. Day. <laughs> well, no, I mean like not not just with this one, but like with other ones that we've done that we've gauged. It sounds very not Firebender of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe Daniel's the avatar. <laughs> yeah. He's the bridge between everyone. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm too spiritual enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next episode is Bato of the Water Tribe. This is the one where they 
yeah, I mean, you guys know they meet uh, what's his face, yeah. Bato from the Water Tribe. <laughs> it's in the title there. <laughs> oh my goodness! I feel like there's a Watto joke somewhere in there. Watto of the Botter Tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Wonga Wonga! Hey, me Here's my wanga. slave kid. Ang, Angie. <laughs> Annie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it works. But uh, yeah, no, this one was good. I I really liked the. Well, I liked and also didn't like the conflict with, Ang, like the gang, and like them, like they're they're already uh, yeah. like like your family, and then instantly as soon as they're like, I mean, Ang only held on to it for like an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're like yeah. it does make sense though. They are they are young. They're like yeah. kids, yeah. So you can kind of understand why. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't really blame. I think I personally think that Sokka and Katara overreact a little bit, like where they're just like, "We're leaving. We're going to see our family." Like I, I do make sense. I understand why they're doing that because they want to see their dad. But I personally, I have more of an issue with how Aang acts in this one. Like he acts so selfish and childish and it just seems like yeah almost a little too out of character from like what we've seen in the past and i do understand that he's a kid and and, and i do understand like the mode behind it and it totally makes sense because ang lost his entire people and everyone he's known and loved and now the two people that he's letting in for the first time and that are becoming a new family to him are like feels like in his mind are being torn away it makes sense why he would want to protect that but i just, i really i don't like the way he does it just because like um I don't know, it's so selfish and, yeah. Like, if he stayed for one more second in that tent, he would have heard Sokka reveal the very important piece of information that is like, well, we would never leave Aang, but he left. <laughs> so it's like, it's a little convenient. I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys, yeah. what do you think, Logue? I think I almost, I like it almost because of the fact that, of uh, all the points you mentioned where it's, um, it, it is showing a little bit of a character flaw in Aang. That's true, yeah. That he has to overcome uh and, and trusting his his companions and stuff like that so that's a very good point i, I yeah. liked it because it shows the flaw rather than uh in spite of it okay interesting but, but guys we're missing the big thing in this episode june mommy ah! <laughs> yeah yeah she, she just iro 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 would agree with you <laughs> yeah. yeah no dude he he was on he was making some moves he was he... also june is arm wrestling that character from street fighter just like out of the yeah. blue just kind of cool <laughs> and whoops his ass right yeah yeah it wasn't even close i do like um how they tackled the anteater thing like how they tackle his like smell vision <laughs> like how they yeah. visually represent <laughs> like um how it's like kind of like really there's a lot of noise and grain on the footage and it's black and white except for like these like colored trails of like smell i think that's a really unique way to like visualize a creature that can't see in a visual medium i think that's a, yeah that's a cool way that they did that one thing that i'm scared about is imagine finding like a pack of those in the wild oh my god like, that was a tamed one Imagine that's what I'm saying, dude. Imagine finding those in the wild; that you'd be done. Well, well I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think the character or the creators actually pointed out that the shearshrew is not necessarily like a bad animal. It was oh. June that basically oh. trained him oh, for her into that's a horrible being thought. like an attack dog type. Oh of my animal, gosh! Right? Where it it does the uh, stingy. Tongue, yeah the paralyzed whip, whiplash yeah thing, whatever yeah and it's it's june that kind of gave the animal it's her you know 
philosophy and 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 trained and forced it into into working for her and you can kind of see that as well like in in the episode like because she whips him like a couple times for Mm -hmm. to like make him attack yeah harder like i saw that cough there (laughs) when when she's not in control at the end there and in the fight she has to like really wrestle back control to get yeah get him yeah to go back and to fight so it's not necessarily like they're inherently evil animals i and i believe that was the intent of the episode interesting they didn't want the animal to be evil it was the person Um, yeah yeah i mean i I got that a good a good theme yeah june can be evil to me um so i do want to point out real quick ever since that episode from when i was a kid that's basically how i imagined dogs like smell the world more or less like oh yeah semi version of that (laughs) that's interesting like you know like a bloodhound like tracking or something like that i imagine them almost seeing the wow like this the trail i don't know why yeah that's just how i imagined it ever since i kid because that was the first time it was ever visualized yeah that's so interesting that had such a yeah core like still it still happens so it's it's wild that's cool because they just created that like Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah, it's a really um, clever way of showing it. Like, yeah. Uh, like oh, you yeah. guys were pointing out. I also like just speaking of the creature in that final battle, like when they're in like the courtyard before they spill all the perfumes. But like Appa versus that creature was sick. And Appa cool. like yeah. freaking just takes like four whips before he goes down, like four paralyzing shots and before he like is finally like like collapses. But like he's mm-hmm. Appa's just a beast, man. Like Ah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the fight between Aang and uh, Zuko in the courtyard is also really, yeah. really, really well done. Like, yeah. phenomenal choreography on that one. Um, yeah, and I think this is one of the episodes where the the Bagua aspect of airbending actually really comes out. When oh yeah, specifically on on the well. Yeah, <laughs> remember he was basically dodging, right? And oh yeah, 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 doing the circular pattern, which is the inherently Bagua like aspect that they were trying to to perform and show. That's cool. So that was a really cool. I like rewatching that knowing that that like was the that was the intent. Yeah. yeah. I think it really came out well in this episode. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we also had uh before this, sorry, but Sokka like does the ice dodging thing. Uh which is cool that he finally gets to to do that. I really like just I've talked about this before in terms of like pacing out of fight scene, but I like how Avatar also like gives moments to breathe between like all the action like if they come from action to action to action like it can feel a lot like very overwhelming for an audience so it's usually good practice to like pace it out and i like how iroh was kind of like a vessel for that in this like whenever <laughs> like you cut to like anger and zuko fighting or like june and the creature versus appa or something like that and then you cut to iroh who's like stealing perfume, like perfume. <laughs> for a second <laughs> like that's that's pretty funny and i like that <laughs> that's another time where he's not actively involved yeah. in fighting uh, yeah, just stealing. <laughs> yeah, he's just being almost like a like a trickster himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do like also speaking of Iroh, how dramatic he gets when June gets whipped and starts to fall. And he's like, no! no, like the reverb on that, yeah. and then he catches it. Like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Uh, Zuko's like, I I didn't see you I didn't get see paralyzed. You get sung. Yeah, she fully knows, but she oh, can't yeah. do anything. So he's. <laughs> <laughs> A little eh. being a little eh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, you know. He's a all right, man. He's not doing anything too weird. <laughs> what do you guys Hopefully. rank this episode? 
<laughs> I have it down as a, a 8.0. I was going to say 8.2. I had it low. Like, I had a 5.5, but I think I want to reassess because of everything you said. Like, I think I was being too hard on Aang's character flaws. If I think if I frame looking at it, like, it's an intentional character flaw that, like, that he has to get over. I do like that idea of it. In my mind, still, it still felt a little like heavy-handed, but which I guess it is a kids' show. So I'm gonna give my ranking. I'm gonna bump it up to a six point three. That's fair. I can understand not uh, not liking that part and or not liking how they how they went about doing. Yeah, like how I like I like the idea the of it, but I think the execution was just uh, just for me, not not for me personally. I guess. Yeah, um, it was I, I could see it being a little heavy-handed for sure. Yeah. All right. Next episode is The Deserter. Um, I hardly know her. Uh, this is the one where Aang starts learning firebending from Zhang Zhang. This is a big episode. Yeah. He starts freaking learning firebending. I personally really like this episode. <laughs> Agreed. Say that up top. I also, it always makes me hungry for fire flakes, dude. Yeah. I, I do like, <laughs> just speaking of the fire flakes and like they go to the Fire Days Festival, I really like that we, we finally see a small piece of like the culture from some of the citizens of the fire nation because all we've seen so far is just like their military force like i really like that we actually see some people normal people in their population and also i think it's interesting because i think this is in the earth kingdom that the fire nation has taken over so i think yeah you can kind of see in their architecture like there's some a lot of them are earth kingdom buildings but have been like outfitted to fit the customs and cultures of the fire nation so it's like an interesting like blend yeah which i think is interesting that they even thought about that and then like like we're seeing that represented i think that's a really cool just idea that you don't really see in a kid's show, like like a festival in like a, a taken over town from like a military like attack. It's one of know? their one of yeah. their colonies in yeah. the kingdom. Colony. That's uh, what I couldn't. I was trying to describe. <laughs> they. I think they have quite a few colonies by this time. In yeah. War. And we learned a little bit more, I think, about them in in season three. But in the episode with, or at the beginning of the episode with the guy. Uh, controlling the fire to yeah. make it look like a dragon, and and you know doing all that. I don't. It was crazy to me because I didn't feel like he's really controlling the dragon, like you would have to, unless you're like extremely skilled. Right. Um, like you think he would have. Like he's just like kind of like grabbing this rope. You think like he would probably have to be like more. Like I feel like you would planted. need a lot more pronounced. Yeah. Uh, like motions to and and like the precision in which he's controlling it and and he's doing it all unless it's someone like behind the scenes right. or something like, like Wizard that, of Oz kind of see. thing yeah yeah well we did get like, like the confetti or whatever after you know Ang like tore it up so maybe it was some kind of contraption as well yeah yeah maybe it was like a fi- like a controlled oh. firework or something that was like yeah, or like maybe. a timed like show like something yeah that's a good point. maybe he can just kind of like you know direct it, it but it's not yeah yeah yeah. He has like a firecracker. So, he just has tied to like a rope, basically, and he's grinding it around. <laughs> uh, but that's like I think the first time that we see firebending not used for, yeah, like warfare or something like that. It's it's used yeah. for something cool, and it's fitting that this episode, w- w- yeah, would show would be the first time we see um, that firebending is not all bad again. And this also goes back to the themes of black and white, like we see hints that like firebending doesn't have to be used for evil that they're like, and we eventually were with the sun tribe, sun warriors, whatever they're called that like there's beauty in it. It's like fire is life and power and everything and uh, light. Um, but yeah, 
just going back to again the themes of not ev- not everything being black and white you might be inclined up until this point to think that like all fire nation people are bad but here we learn that like Zhang Zhang deserted like he didn't agree with like the fire nation what they were doing so he left and is like quote unquote like a good fire nation person you know um yeah i think that's interesting and even the townspeople aren't necessarily bad either. yeah they're just, just living their of, life just living there yeah they're living like larry yeah yeah they're having a good old time at their festival thing what was the festival for do you remember uh was it just, just it? the fire festival fire days festival was... is what it was called okay yeah. i don't know if it was like a some sort of here comes the full sun. moon or something i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah. well i want to make sense if it's the moon but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they're like okay the moon's out we have to have, produce as much fire as possible <laughs> to protect ourselves to counteract it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think it's interesting also that Zhang Zhang like can tell just by the way that ang carries himself that he has not mastered water and earth i, I personally just really like Zhang Zhang as a character and i think yeah it's just i don't know interesting i think it's interesting that we see ang actually like struggle with an element here for the first time because he's kind of been picking up water be- water bending pretty easily and he's already an airbending master and i think i like the idea that like he's not just going to waltz through pick mastering these elements like super easy willy-nilly like he's going to have some challenges to get over and, and he creates a challenge like mentally he doesn't want to firebend because he hurts his friend because of it in this episode which i think it's just a really yeah. interesting idea i liked when roku came out and basically told yeah. Zhang Zhang that he was gonna teach ang fire he's like i've done it before i'll do it again like yeah you know. and it goes to show you that even the avatar spirit inside of it is not perfect either right like they were they weren't following the rules rules of yeah of like of doing falling. it in order yeah yeah and the doing cycle. it as it as it had been he, he was trying to skip steps and I guess like the Roku was wrong in this case, which is yeah, that's cool because I yeah. feel like Roku was po- possibly like dangerously on track to become seen as this like uh, omniscient, like like prophetic, like, yeah, like, like mm-hmm. god like figure. And yeah. it's cool that like they kind of the creators like knock him down a peg, like nah, like come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I also just like Zhang Zhang how he explains the philosophy of firebending, but right before that Roku scene where he talks about how like fire is the most destructive element and that like water will flow and not harm anything air doesn't do anything earth a rock will not move if you don't touch it but fire left out of left out of control will just burn and destroy anything in its path and it's also cool that reflects like that i think it's cool that the creators of the show decided to make the fire nation the the bad guys because it's like john Jung said like arguably the most destructive element and that's like scary for a villain to be from that nation you know yeah and it alludes that they've lost control like yeah it wasn't necessarily always like that but they lost control and became too ambitious and and now they're destroying everything yeah in exactly the way that Zhang Zhang talked about yeah but also at the same time it's it's interesting to see like this philosophy that he has and why he's not meant to to teach teach Aang Aang. yeah I agree because I feel like I think Zuko and ultimately like what they learned from like those sun warrior tribe is like a very good like philosophy for Aang. And I feel like Zhang Zhang has almost gone too far and is too scared of the power of fire now. But I, but he still has good 
ideas and core ideas. Like I think his first lesson when he does start teaching Aang, he says like focus on the power and the heat from the yeah. sun, and that's mm-hmm. ultimately what Zuko and Aang learn to like use as like a source for their fire bending. Yeah, the beauty yeah, of fire. True. So I think that's that's cool. Also, the connection that Jong yeah. Jung has with Zhao, Commander or Admiral Zhao now, excuse me, yeah. is uh, interesting. That's yeah, that was pretty interesting. I also think when when Zhang Zhang talked to Katara after she got burned, and he was he was basically saying that firebending is a curse, yeah, more than it's a like a ability. Right, it's a curse that he was given, um, and he wished that he had the ability to waterbend. Like you were saying, I don't think that's the right philosophy for, for a teacher. Yeah, yeah. But for yeah, teachers especially in general, for, Aang. for sure. Yeah, um, but it's a great point. When when he's he was like enforcing the control aspect of it, which is good. But it then comes kind of back to bite Aang in later episode when he's learning fire bending. He's almost too much control. Yeah, he is, wasn't he's to too let, scared. Let the fire get big enough to to hold. So right. Yeah. So yeah, and that I mean that's that's a lesson in itself for the later episode where like you have you can't let your past fears uh dictate you have to like kind of let go or like move past that to to grow um can't yeah. do yeah i also like how like Sokka kind of goes crazy as soon as ang mm-hmm. burns katara he like tackles him to the ground i'm like that's a good like big brother energy right there and, and then katara learns about healing like a lot happens this episode like yeah katara learns about her healing like that's this is a big episode yeah i i like it a lot and then Zhao versus um ang at the end I mm-hmm. like that Aang takes the lessons and wins by not firing at all and just letting the power of fire like consume everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty <laughs> I thought cool. you were going to be like, the boats. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. crazy yeah, how much yeah. they were able to accomplish in 22 minutes. Like, that's all the time they have yeah, for dude. an episode. It's like, this, this is a lot, man. Sorry, you were saying, Logan? I was going to say, this almost felt like a slower episode, too. Yeah. And it's a 22-minute yeah. episode. I know. Do you... Did you guys notice um, when Zhang Zhang was stopping the boats initially? Like mm-hmm. they, he was warned that the boats were coming up the river, and he throws up the firewall. That is sick uh, and really yeah. it is op. <laughs> so cool. Well, but that's the same exact move he uses in uh, when they attack Bossing Se. Yeah, he does the firewall yeah. move, but he's yeah. doing it without Sozin's comet. I just want That's to point that one crazy, out. Yeah. He is so powerful as a as a firebender. Dude, no viruses are getting in that. <laughs> yup. And then he just that disappears <laughs> at the end. Yeah, true. I mean, just gonna gloss I, over the joke. I, <laughs> I, I want to say it's powerful, and it is because of the scale of it. But the thing is, I feel like it's more for show, to a degree. Because again, like Admiral. Dookie, Dookie head. Zhao? Uh, <laughs> I know it's Zhao. I just wanted to say something different. He <laughs> he just walks through it, you know, practically. So I feel like really with any... If you are a bender, you could really just come up with any way to, like, get through it. But it's not the door getting it, there, though. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if, there, if there's, like, something that's flammable, it will still stop it. But, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like if you're, like... I feel like that's trying to any... Any f- inflammable object is... a good counter to fire bending (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair (laughs) i mean he's basically zhao's basically countering it you you see the same thing when yeah like the agni kai for example yeah when when zuko's or in the final blasting him 
yeah and, and, and oh yeah Zhao is just like pulling it aside and, and pushing it or maybe it's Zhao. i love the animation they do when like fire disperses like firebenders disperse is fire and like the way that like the flames yeah. dissipate i think that's such beautiful animation that takes oh, so long to animate i know so well done. it looks so Just good fire in general is <laughs> yeah. so well done in this yeah yeah all right uh what do you guys rank this one i think i went first last time so logan what do you, what do you got i'll get a seven i was gonna say like an eight eight even i have 8.6 i love this episode dude why am I always in the middle of you two? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, episode 17, The Northern Air Temple. This is one of my favorite episodes. It's funny because Jake <laughs> called me as he's getting out of work or something. No, no. Wait, you I was leaving church. church. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, so so you good for today or whatever? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the part where Aang <laughs> is showing this crippled kid what he can do. And what can he do? Run, <laughs> run! Yeah, that's kind of not cool way. <laughs> Savagery. So yeah, I just thought it was funny. This kind of reflects also uh, Bado of the Water Tribe, but I, f- I personally think this is a good, this is good character writing where Ang, it totally makes sense why he's like shaken up and not accepting that these outsiders have in his mind like invaded his home and kind of like taken it over and changed everything. It's like destroying the ancient like murals and like for a bathhouse or something and the fact that he's like not okay with that and kind of seems jaded at first i actually might say that he kind of changes too quickly maybe like that he's like all of a sudden accepting of it but i i do like the idea that like once he sees the the spirit of these people and knows that they are good people and realizes that like okay well no one else is going to be using this that that like he kind of accepts them into this into his old home i guess yeah to add on to that the the fact that he had a just a small inkling of hope at the beginning of the episode when yeah he, he heard saw. about yeah. people flying around and, and mm-hmm. doing this he's like are my people actually not yeah extinct at this point and then the whiplash of learning that it's just a bunch of people kind of riding air currents. kind of imitating I like he, yeah imitating rather than like being actual air right i like how he very quickly noticed that they're not flying yes like Sokka and katara untrained eyes had no idea and he like you and he doesn't even say anything you just like see see him like sit back and like look defeated very quickly i totally agree yeah with that when he realizes i think it's one of those things where he can he can probably basically see the air right or feel it or something like that and he's able to see that it's it's the currents that they're riding rather than actually making their own yeah uh, yeah wind more or less i i like just uh kind of generally this touches on big themes of like tradition versus like industrialization and like progress of technology and what to keep and what to embrace from the future and it's it's just really interesting that that also kind of carries into Korra because like they have like a huge industrial revolution between the this time and the future uh speaking of just like industrialization i was you know i talked to you last time about recommending hello future me but i watched a video where he talks about the industrialization within the avatar universe and how the fire nation had like an edge in the war because they were like some of the first people that could utilize like the production of metal because they metal. the way they are yeah. set up they're set up on a bunch of volcanoes which volcanoes typically have large natural deposits like the surrounding islands of like ore and iron and metal and like aluminum and stuff so they were able to like harvest that and build these like well they eventually build like the giant metal blimps but in this episode we see the first like 
hot air balloon with like a metal furnace kind of thing and, and so they kind of had an edge over the rest of the world because of that i mean not just that geographical it's, it's location their navy dude their navy yeah. their honestly boats. is their yeah 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 it's boats. probably the strongest thing because it's like i mean you see even with the water tribe both north and south they're still using like old like wood Canoes. style boats yeah katara yeah. and sokka almost get murked in episode one when their canoe gets crushed <laughs> yeah exactly so the the it's crazy to think about like literally how out of like they're out in the ocean, which is like you think is like the firebenders like worst possible spot to be. Right, but they have surrounded the by water because but they have control of it. Yeah. Battleships, yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense when you think about like industrial industrialization during war. Like in in war mm-hmm. you're constantly searching for an edge. Right. And you're pushing to the boundaries and like we've seen that in our history where mm-hmm. a lot of progress is made in a very short amount of time. In, in wartime yeah and the post-war time is actually then super great uh, oh, like a because boom. of that yeah like yeah. exactly the same ha- thing happened in in uh the the 50s yeah world war ii where, after post-world war ii where we had a massive boom um because of all the industrialization that was set up to support the the war effort so it makes yeah. a lot of sense and I do really like how they how they kind of show that um, in Korra. Mm-hmm. That's also interesting because I'm thinking also just back. I'm I'm thinking from like a my background is like a film and animation and uh, like the Walt Disney Studio really lacked in the, during war times because a lot of their animators were drafted or they were using their talents to like make wartime ads i remember and then after mm-hmm. world war ii i think they had like a boom and kind of like another golden age of animation i forget yeah. exactly what movies came out that time i think was i forget when cinderella was but i think it was around that time i think yeah yeah and and, and i'm thinking also in quora like they kind of reflected that as well like um because bolin was like a movie star post-war and like the movies were becoming like a big thing and like art was flourishing post-war time which i think is just interesting that even down to that minute of a detail like the core yeah. like the world building is cur- like reflected correctly i think that's so sick to even and think they about have, yeah they have like a ton of people at like sporting events yeah and it's like a pro bending yeah it's like culture is coming back it's not yeah. just like a wartime philosophy which is really neat yeah, that's that's really yeah. cool. I'm interested also to see how they take it a step further with it because I think they're doing another one, the next Avatar, like the Earth Avatar after oh, Korra. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they progress the world into that. Yeah, I heard it's going to be closer to modern times. Oh, really? Um, I think hmm. rumors are it's not quite maybe like right now, but closer right. to modern times. Where interesting, we'll see. Which like hip hop in Avatar <laughs> world. <laughs> My computer's not working. Let me just do some some uh, electrical. Yeah, we'll see them like <laughs> log into like yeah. like plug into the Wi-Fi and like that crazy noise pops up and they have to connect for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, their modem just starts to go on. Floppy disks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the nineties. They got like really interesting hair. Yeah, they're scared of Y two K happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, but back back to the tank. Back to the Northern Air Temple. Uh, this is a big episode too. Like, there's a pretty freaking huge battle at the end. Like, like we see like a huge Fire Nation force go after um, these guys, like the tanks and the like the army, and then they do all the slime balls. I, I like that Sokka like uses his strategic mind again. We see some more mm-hmm. of that um, to strategize and also just like invent, help with the engine. It was really cool seeing him work with the mechanist. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
was a fun time kind of watching them play off of each other and, and do all their mind bending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're inventing and stuff like that. Yeah. I love that term now, mind bending. Whenever you get mind a good idea, bending. I'm mind bending. <laughs> it sounds almost like Jimmy Neutron for some reason. I was just thinking that. Brain, like brain blast. blast. Yeah. yeah. That's a mind bending trick. Her ability. <laughs> <laughs> a key a key detail I really like from this episode is that although the Fire Nation lose the battle, they take the destroyed, the almost blimp. destroyed, bl- like balloon, like hot air balloon, and are gonna learn from that and like create more yeah weapons from that. I I like that. That's not necessarily like an entire defeat. It is absurd how fast they turn those around. Into, yeah, into yeah. balloons, and also go the, from the blimps. a hot air to, friggin, to a blimp, yeah the zeppelins, which like, is yeah. totally different. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not the same, by the way. They're maybe they were already working different. on it or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, this is a great idea. Let's turn this around into a bunch of a fleet in like six months. Yeah, or something. It's absurd, but it is yeah. a good. It is a good idea. I liked uh, when Sokka dumped the engine or the yeah. the the furnace into the yeah. crack in the. He doesn't have a second thought. It's pretty yeah crazy. It's, it's... Well, he really Sokka's didn't have time to think about it. Yeah. war crime nuking an air temple <laughs> he I just <laughs> blew a face of a mountain off entirely oh, well, like, i think yeah, also a gone. war crime is using like the opponent in according to the geneva conventions is using like an opponent's like insignia like against them and they did that because they had oh, a yeah, fire nation like, <laughs> like thing yeah. on them. so kazaka committed multiple war crimes already <laughs> in this episode like 16 <laughs> 17 the amount of times so ang is like super hardcore pacifist he's claims he's like I'm, i'll never kill a fly kind of and then he like person. avalanches he all of so <laughs> many yeah, people yeah. they're all people dead. like down the mountain just they're off cliffs yeah very dead he's pacifist until uh, they come to his home turf then he's like all bets yeah. are off <laughs> <laughs> he's like monkey atsu he's just like yeah yeah for real all at once it was kind of, it was really fun watching all the airbender or like the air flying people air, air users benders. yeah air Home air support air support yeah <laughs> they when they were um they were flying in and dropping bombs and stuff like that there it was cool watching that and and the the tactics of yeah. having air support they have the high ground they do <laughs> they'll be wanted katara also is it's cool seeing her progression again of water bending like she now takes down like some tanks with ice like that's pretty impressive Considering, like, beginning mm-hmm. of this season, she couldn't yeah. hold the fish. <laughs> you know, it's also crazy to just see her growth throughout. That's a good point. Especially when when she gets to the freaking... Uh, to Paku next episode. the water tribe. Yeah. yeah let's rank like this episode and talk about Paku. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you guys rank this episode? I have it down, I think, as a 7.5. All right. I'm going to say 8.1. I think it's just above the deserter a little bit. Uh, What did you say, Logan? 7.5? 7.5 yeah all right i'm now the the avatar mediator because i said 7.7 so i'm in between you guys now <laughs> nice take that there i think <laughs> this this episode we've all been really close together i think yeah except for yeah. the the one the was it the fortune teller one uh i think 14 so? yes yeah 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 well, other than that and one, also we i was a little close. lower than you guys on bato yeah oh yeah yeah that makes sense all right we're finally at the water tribe. I think this this is a cool 
couple of episodes. I mean, this first one's called Episode mm-hmm. 18 is The Waterbending Master. This is a cool group of episodes I was reading in the Art of the Avatar book as well. But because uh, they knew they were going to be here for three episodes, they actually had a lot of time and spent more time like fleshing out the locations of this one, des- like designing like the Ice Palace and all of that yeah. because they knew they were going to be here for a while. So they had more time and wanted to make it look good. So I think that's cool. And I think I came across, I really like the design of the Northern Water Tribe, the North Pole. I always am drawn to the contrast between the North and the South. Like the South yeah. is just like one little circle with yeah. like 10 families. And the North is just like a literal like metropolis. Right. You know? And they kind of try to remedy that in Korra a bit. Like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Katara, Katara's and, and Sokka's village is not the only thing in the southern water tribe by the way oh, oh no. is it really oh, okay oh is it no not? it's, it's oh, not the oh. only thing it's they, yeah. there's more i think it's just a bunch of small villages it's okay uh it sounds yeah. like based on how they describe it but i always imagine it like tuscan raiders where you got like little camps uh, and different spots and... i thought it was yeah, just Katara's village i honestly did <laughs> there's not a bunch of there's not big cities it's small towns or small yeah. villages type gotcha of and they're all kind of isolated out. from like each other rural pennsylvania Okay, yeah. it's the Amish. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, where northern where northern water tribe is more centralized, like a, like a city. Yeah, like a. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> no, not Philadelphia. <laughs> Anything but that. Uh, I I really like also just the design of the northern water tribe. Like, like I really like how again going back to how you use bending to like build a like your infrastructure around you i really like their yeah. system of the like, aqueducts they use to like and like canals since like the well, i mean all the venice like canals but also the aqueducts and just like how they freeze and unfreeze water to like raise and lower the levels to like allow boats to come in like i think that's so sick so creative yeah they also do something kind of similar i think to the the earth bending that we saw where they are like bending the walls of ice together yeah, they're almost able to use it like earth bending. Yeah, even yeah. because it's ice and it's water based, which is why I would think I mean, earth bending's more cool because I don't want to live in the tundra to be able to do that. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you could live in a swamp. Ice, oh yeah, that's even better. <laughs> if, if you want to get technical with it, ice is a rock. What? And lava is water. So yeah, yeah. We no, this is, Jake. This is an actual thing. Ice is technically a rock. What? Water is the lava of ice. Yeah. <laughs> what? We're lava monsters. So does we are. what does that mean? <laughs> Earthbenders can bend ice. I there might I be so. tangent. I mean, I don't think it. Maybe that's what we'll see in the next after Korra. That's the next development, like uh, the next like big development. Instead of like uh, metal bending, we'll see like Earthbenders bending ice and water bending benders bending lava. I don't know. I think, I think what we see in when Toph learns to bend metal is that she's bending, or you're bending the like the minerals. Yeah. yeah. The and also when she's learning, oh, when she's playing with the the meteorite, mm-hmm. she can tell it's like it's got similar minerals in it. So it's I think it's a lot about that. It's the yeah. Minerals. And gotcha. air, you're basically you're bending specific elements there too. Yeah. yeah. That are in their gaseous form. Yeah. What's the science behind everything? All right, I, I can't I can't get into it right <laughs> now. All right, so we we, we meet uh, UA. We mm-hmm. get, get Sokka's Immaculate Riz. I was thinking we could 
do an activity together. <laughs> uh, we also meet Master Paku. What do you guys think of Paku? Uh, he's a pretty badass master looking yeah. dude. Like his skill with water bending is impressive. It's it's funny to see the comparison of him like now in this episode to like early Sokka as well. Uh, which is oh, the sexist. Yeah. yeah, I have that exact uh, note. Yeah. Ideology, yeah. So that that's just weird to think about, and then like how they're able to then also get him to to come to the realization that you know it's not always about being this sexist a hole and your traditions and all that. It's, it's like hey, like well, I don't want to say like just equality, but also just like opportunity and making sure you're treating people how they should be treated. Going to rule in that aspect. That's how I like to view it. But I like. I'm glad that it happened. I don't like the way that it agreed. Happened. That's like my yeah. entire beef with this episode is the because the it's not way. that Katara like proves herself. It's because she had his ex love ex girlfriend's necklace. Yeah. basically. Yeah, <laughs> like it's I, such I a coincidence, and it's it yeah. would have been in my mind better if more impactful. She if Katara proved, proved herself. herself. Yeah, you know, yeah. proved herself worthy. Uh, I agree. That is a change yeah. I would. Make. I, I, she kind of is able to do as a teach more because he he she earns his respect in a later she did impress him yeah yeah uh he was impressed but yeah Yeah. i don't think the fact that i I completely agree with you guys there it was he didn't do it because of katara he did it because of katara's grandmother which is also just grand grand coming (laughs) in clutch grand grand's uh actual name like is kana kana and that was originally supposed to be katara's name one of the original ideas but they weren't sold on it so then they just recycled it for grand grand it's a good grand grand type of name yeah yeah it feels like it's a century old name yeah it is and like <laughs> hama is also a great old person name oh i we let's like, not let's not begin <laughs> well, they, it's from like the same time period yeah yeah yeah. it yeah. sounds like a gertrude gertrude <laughs> i don't know yeah that'd make her less scary her name was Gertrude. <laughs> oh, that would be... I feel like that'd be very scary. Yeah. It sounds like an old witch to me. You don't want to go up against Gertrude. Yeah, exactly. I have a great-grandma, Gertrude. Oh, uh, did she scare you? died before I <laughs> oh. was born, oh, but man. I've heard scary stories. Oh, jeez. She my mom was, bend. like, scared of her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> June can bloodbend me. Your mom was scared of her? You know what, I'm saying? what happened with her? Oh, she was, like, scared, scared, but she was, like... She was a strict... A old lady kind I of see. grandma rather than like the sweet old grandma type of gotcha. grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad no one heard what I just said. <laughs> no, I heard what you said. I just ignored uh, it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I, but I also concur. So, <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but I agree. Yeah, I, I don't like that big thing, like you said, uh, about like why Paku eventually caves, but I do love the battle between Katara and. Uh, yeah, Paku. Like it's really oh, yeah. cool seeing. Like I mean, just a waterbending master, just kind of toying with Katara, but also seeing how far Katara has come, and also just like some really creative waterbending with like like the ice freaking saucers being chucked and uh, just everything they Slow do. Slow mo. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, pretty cool. That was badass. We don't usually see like waterbender versus waterbender, so it was, I really enjoyed that. I feel like Katara is like a Sith waterbender here though. Early Whoa, early. what? <laughs> Because she draws her power from her anger. Because oh. <laughs> think about it, she had like a lot of more. I feel like this was the moment, which makes sense because of the fight. But 
she had so much control and power and energy that we've seen out of all of her fights so far. This yeah. is like where she had the most of it. And she's also the most pissed at this point. So I just think like she, get, she learns to be better though in the future when she <laughs> does get a teacher. I do like yeah, I like that we're seeing Katara like her personality of like not taking crap from any man and like being told she can't do yeah. something and how that's coming through. And I think that is a trait that Aang would find appealing in like a partner. So I like that we're seeing that yeah. come out in Katara. Did you notice when when at the end of the or uh, not at the end but like towards the end of the fight when Katara's hair was like falling out? Yeah of her usual yeah. things it reminded me extremely vividly of the episode where she's going to get revenge yeah i thought in, yeah. Season, too. Yeah. in season three it was almost like picture yeah uh, perfect like foreshadowing for that kind of same like anger deranged look off yeah yeah Sith like katara. she's yeah Dude, i know Sith Sith. that's a really good way of putting it hair down katara could do stuff to me when she's of age of course <laughs> <laughs> also i saw the show when i was like seven so i was of age uh, that time like we were both the time like it was more okay i think <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm digging a hole. That's why I'm an earthbender, so I can dig deeper holes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to also shout out, uh, not shout out, but like the pirates freaking try to kill Zuko here. And I feel yeah. like horrible for Iroh because he probably thinks he's lost another um, like son. Dude. son. And oh I think in gosh, the next yeah. episode, Iroh, like before Zuko goes off on this his quest, Iroh says like, just like, be careful, and he seems like more emotional than he's ever been with Zuko when Zuko's about to go do something on his own. I think it's because of this moment, like when something tragic like that you think happens. Like Iroh thought he lost another kid, that probably makes him reassess and rethink and like want to say what he's never said to Zuko. So I yeah. think that's a very powerful moment that this he's, creates. When when he was on his walk, right? Iroh went out to take a walk, and and everyone else was off the ship because they were helping with taken by the right. siege yeah yeah um yeah well, they were taken from from <laughs> them even the cook was what i yeah, said that, i think that, that, that like, hurts even me the cook. man taking the cook man come on that's just mean man yeah that's rough buddy <laughs> admirals <laughs> <laughs> we need a that's that that's everybody that's like sound uh, clip counter yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> but yeah um how many that's rough buddy moments this season <laughs> i use that so often in my daily life yeah too like that's rough buddy so what do you guys rank this episode of the waterbending master i actually put it at a six okay really daniel hmm. see i'm comparing it to the other ones and i feel like 19 and 20 like they're gonna be ranked higher so i gotta leave room for that so i'm gonna go as low as a six i'm probably gonna do like a 7.8 all right i'm the avatar again i had 7.2 because i i think a lot of this episode I like, and I like how we're seeing, like, I think at the very end we see that big shot of all the, the Fire Navy ships, and it's just like, okay, mm -hmm. it's about to get real, like, the finale's coming up, and, like, seeing that impose, like impending threat, but I think what, and I like the waterbending fight, but I think what drops it down for me a couple points is, again, the reason Paku agrees to train Katara is because, like, because of the necklace, I'm, that, that brings yeah. it down. Also, forgot to yeah. mention, uh, Sokka and Yue's like relationship is starting and I think it's really cool when they kiss the moon is framed behind them like in between mm -hmm. them and I'm like interesting interesting oh I didn't notice that yeah wait did they kiss this episode or they kiss in 19 they, I think 
I think she gives him like is he, I think it might be just like a I don't know if it's like a oh, make like out a, just like a peck, but they do kiss she, in this episode. Or maybe that's right. a cheek yeah, kiss yeah, or something. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but right before they kiss or and when they pull away the moon is like between them in the frame. Okay, I never I, noticed that. Yeah. This this makes me bring up a point to what Jake said before like your question of is there time in between episodes? I again, I think that there is. Well, also because like we see Kataro going into the next one, like she, she, you know. Yeah, that's true. Katara does, but yeah. <laughs> but I think that also means that gives Sokka. I I think he did the moon. I think he tapped the moon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sokka canonically he will, got some. He stole the moon. Got some moon. Innocence. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Also, I think this is the episode where, oh no, this is the, the next episode where Sokka, Sokka goes, yip, yip. So let's get yeah, into the Siege like, of the North, yeah. part one, episode 19. Well, do we, oh yeah, we did we did rank 18, we're, we're good. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. What'd you say, Logue? I was just going to say, I think 18 is basically a pure setup episode. Yeah. Which is yeah. just why I ranked lower, I think. Gotcha. Was, along with the Paku stuff. Setting up for 18, or 19 and 20 is yeah. well, well worth it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Daniel, time has passed. Katara has developed some skills. And then the fire invasion, fire nation invasion begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they have like the, the soot that snows down. Sokka immediately knew what that was. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. We also get Admiral Zhao alludes to Iroh's legendary failure at Bossing Say. Mm-hmm. Keep hearing a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the I think it's really cool when Aang takes down that like an entire ship on his own, like the fire, mm-hmm. like the first battleship. Uh, that's pretty. I mean, and then the like not entirely on his own. I think the waterbenders come and help at the end, but um, it just kind of shows his progression from like episode two when like he he barely escapes on Appa, and this time he's like taking down an entire ship. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was really the the firebender guys that were basically destroying their own ship. Yeah, true. So that was the yeah. funny part. They're they're wrecking. Their I mean, that's kind of what the the, the deserter yeah. taught him to do, or like that yeah, lesson true. he learned. Like, let them use their own strength against them themselves, and it worked well. Yeah. yeah, he was being. It was such like a little mischievous like type of vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, which was funny. Um, oh yeah, kind of reinforcing that a little bit. Yeah, but it's also sad to see like when he got back, he's like, I took out like dozens of ships, but like he just he just There's knew so like he couldn't do it. Yeah, it was just. You know, it's just it's it's sad to see somebody who's supposed to be like that embodiment Beacon of, hope. of hope, yeah, like begin to lose it. Yeah, and but that also again goes back to the support system. Like it's cool that he has Katara and UA in this episode to like kind of lift him up and be like, it's okay. Like no one really expected you to take down a thousand ships. Like we need to figure out another way. And then they start strategizing, and then they come up with the idea about the spirit world. And I like that we get all that spirit world talk in here. Yeah. Is this the episode where Sokka and uh, what's his face? Han in, like, or whatever his name is. What's yeah. It? Is that his name? Han? Yeah. Han. I've, I've eliminated him from my memory. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> they get in a fight and then the water tribe chief, basically he's like, I know that Sokka is a good warrior. I want him to be the one that's protecting yeah. Yue rather than yeah. Han. That is cool. Um, so he, he selfishly takes him off the thing using the guise of the fight and right. is sending him back basically to protect yeah um, ua katara and, and ua 
Yeah. As they're doing their thing. And then freaking Han just gets <laughs> destroyed <Yeeted>. by <laughs> Zhao. <laughs> Oh, he's dead. Uh, like, yeah. He yeah, just fell 100%. onto the long metal. time. <laughs> Either fell onto the metal thing, like think floor below, or if he made it into Either the water, way, he's dude, frozen. That's, <laughs> that's not a good landing. Uh, yeah. That'll but, hurt. But one thing I love about the first interaction between uh, Sokka and him is just the amount of experience that you're able to see that Sokka has gained. Yeah. Not not only from the attacks from when he was oh, a kid, yeah. but, but just, just these few weeks trip. to get up to the North yeah. Pole. Yeah. He's experienced yeah. fighting the Fire Nation. Yeah, you were saying, Daniel? Yeah, no, it's just, like, exactly that. It's, like, it's just how much he's been able to see and experience fighting, and then also how it emphasizes how disconnected the Northern Water Tribe has been right. from everything going on. So I think it was just an interesting way to present that. They had their outfit from 85 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I yeah. agree. It's a good point. With the, with the pointy things on the shoulders that looked really silly yeah but yeah then and goes into the spirit world also and i think Mm -hmm. it's also i I was reading in that art of the avatar book they talk that like it's kind of a happy coincidence slash they somewhat planned that the spirit world is it was nice to get ang in the spirit world because it kind of broke up tonally the uh it is like different color palette it was like because the mm. the fire or not the fire the water tribe has been completely like ice blue and white and then to get out of that finally into because we've been there for an episode and a half to get into the spirit world which is like a lot warmer and like tons of trees and completely different it, they were yeah it was just kind of an interesting change of pace i think that's pretty cool yeah this is the first time that we see the spirit world uh yeah. like the yeah. true well, spirit full, world yeah right yeah. But, well because we didn't really see it in the solstice because he was kind of like in his spirit form but in the real world still yeah which is is interesting that there's like a like close spirit world or something like that and and then like an actual spirit yeah world yeah but yeah that seeing the spirit world for the first time in this episode is really really neat you get i love what they did with it Um, yeah it makes a lot of sense for uh what they were trying to show yeah it was kind of there's a lot of creepy elements too which is oh yeah yeah, I think that's, kid show. that's kind of in the next episode, I think. I think this one kind of ends yeah. with right when Angus into the spirit world and then Zuko and Katara fight, which is a really cool fight. Like, when yeah, wait, wait, power is... shifting between the moon and the sun. And then yeah, well, Angus captured. Say, 19's the episode where Zuko inf- infiltrates. Jesus, yeah. words. Yeah, dude, that always gets me. Because I'm just like, he literally just like, they have to be getting air from somewhere. But I'm like, dude, yeah. that could be like probably like breathing water or air yeah. for like, underwater for like 20 hours he just dives that hesitation into like the arctic ocean (laughs) i'm like bruh that takes balls yeah it's like freezing water stream yeah (laughs) he's pure he's just in his mind he's like honor honor driven yeah yeah honor 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 i hardly know her (laughs) (laughs) and he like he makes his hand he doesn't even fire bend. He just heats up his hand yeah. to like basically push through uh, yeah. the one in, in the last like vent or whatever the, ice, the heck it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever sewage system or something <laughs> that, that he gets into and like in the last second before he runs out of breath, which being able to do that underwater is actually really impressive yeah. that he was, he was able to heat up his hand in the like ice cold water. Mm-hmm. So brings up a good question. Yeah. Do you guys think firebenders, if they could learn how to like 
heat up water so the way it like becomes gaseous in their like lungs or something do you think my point is do you think they could learn how to like breathe water by oxygenating it by just like not oxygen you know what i'm saying uh by... no because if you <laughs> just if you just heat up water and you are breathing in water vapor you will die yeah i thought there's enough oxygen in water vapor for you to still be able to do that wouldn't it have to turn if, into if... boiling water first well no like if it's underwater and the only thing that's in, in the gaseous stuff is water vapor, it's just water in a gaseous <laughs> form. There is oxygen in air that we breathe, and we don't breathe in the water vapor. Hmm. So I don't think... He's a rocket scientist. Well, Which cat is that, behind yeah, no, you I'm right now, I'm not arguing Logan. that. <laughs> this, this is... Oh, wait. This is, this is Kai. Kai. I am bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> Directions and angles. Yeah, Kai. Kai is over there uh, grooming himself. Nice, classic Kai. Blowing <laughs> in the window. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, but what do we rank this first episode of, of the part of the two-parter? I'm gonna say nine point three. Jake, what do you have? I have seven point eight. Really? I had eight point oh. All right. Yeah, I think it's definitely better than the previous episode agreed sure and it's kind of we're still building yeah but we still have it's to kind have of like the case build. of episodes one and two where like it's the first part of a complete story mm-hmm. but i feel i feel like this one is a better first part of the complete story than the oh for sure the first episode yeah the fight at the end with katara and zuko yeah. is one of my favorites same that's a really <laughs> cool fight between those two i love how the power shifts when depending on like the sun being out or the, the moon. sun comes out yeah, will come yeah. out tomorrow unless Zhao so goes... kills the moon spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Siege of the North Part Two. Yeah, we see more of the spirit world. What do you guys think of that uh, spirit with the freaking Ko? Yeah, Ko. Oh. That's oh, that's creepy, dude. He freaked me out oh. so much as a kid, as a kid, and oh, now, and today. Yeah, <laughs> that's just. I'm I am at, still uh. scared of yeah. centipedes. Yeah. Pretty insane yeah, for a kid's so show. <laughs> yeah. The, the concept of him stealing faces who who make like any sort of off. emotion. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. a crazy, scary just idea. In fact, like, Ang barely gets out of that too once he makes yeah. realization. He realizes He's the, like, the moon I must be and going ocean now. spirits. Yeah. <laughs> I literally like, thought it was going to be the end of the show for a second when I was a kid. I was like, oh my god. Directed by George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only reason he was able to do that as well was because Directed by Dave uh, he was an air monk, air nomad. Yeah. Um, taught He's by the monks and everything to, to let go of emotion, and he was a master. True. So, like any, a great other, point. any other nation probably wouldn't be able to, to do that. And I think Karuk, that might not be true, because Karuk fought Ko, I believe, in the past. Cause Ko Who's Karuk again? He was the previous waterbending. Okay. Uh, he only Avatar. lived to like 20 something oh yeah. and his his wife or girlfriend or something Shirook. um yeah <laughs> lol <laughs> <laughs> somehow i don't remember how but ko stole her face that was the woman that we see yeah shown that was karuk's interesting wife i'm gonna say can you just like wear a mask does, does ko also steal hair because he had her hair but the, he didn't steal the monkey's but it was hair just the, for it that, was like the, the front of the hair. Saw. So like Katara's hair loopies, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's her most iconic feature. 
but like that brings up a good question like legitimately could you not just like wear a mask and be good you could be the blue spirit forever but could you not see because you don't have eyes anymore you don't have a face you can't breathe like how do you survive no have it like be it be like a member like like freaking like a like they can't see in but you can still see out like a spider-man thing but you might not be able to like take a mask in with you to the spirit world yeah like ang doesn't have his his staff in the spirit okay fair but he has his clothing yeah put his clothes over his face Oh, that's, that's true. I thought, I thought you were saying after he steals your face, can you just wear a mask for the rest of your life? That's what I was asking. No, 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 no. Because, again, said. we see there, like, again, he makes an expression, but he's not looking at him, so you can't see his face. Yeah, can he just or have, like, one of those masks from the, from the Deserter episode? Like, just a neutral mask and bring that in? Or make something? Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. That's, like, cheating. This brings the fun out yeah. of the thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> cheating, but, dude, it's a freaking <laughs> demon spirit thing. Of course I'm going to cheat if I can. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I also like speaking of this figuring out that the spirits are those like fish. I like how mm-hmm. we learned that Zhao found out about the moon ocean spirits because of the great library he alludes to and how yeah. that comes back next season, how he stole that info, which is why that Secret spirit library. no longer trusts people. Yeah. One of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, yeah. the latest reason. The maybe. latest in a long line of reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This one does a good episode, a good job, in my opinion, of also balancing like multiple storylines because usually it's like the gang yep. in their adventures, and then Zuko. And this one has like Ang in the spirit world, has Yue and uh, Sokka and like Katara. It has Zhao and Iroh, and then like also just keeps flashing to the overall generic invasion, like not following like anyone specifically. Yeah. and Zuko carrying Ang as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, for a couple of clips. That's what, five different ones? Yeah. And this is a 22-minute episode. (laughs) Holy crazy. Yeah. And then the panda spirit, Haybat, sends uh, Aang back. Haybye. Yeah. Haybye. Haybat. (laughs) Sorry, I think I missed, I had a typo. (laughs) Yeah. Just Batman in the school. Disrespecting Haybye over here. Yeah, my bad. Dude, Haybye looks crazy in the live-action trailer, but we'll get there. Yeah. Also, freaking, like, I love the beat when Katara catches up to Zuko, and then Zuko's like, here for a rematch. And Katara's like, it won't be much of a match. It absolutely smokes him. Like, that was. Yeah, that's amazing. That was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, some one liners popping off. Katara's a beast. Also, just the imagery then of. We already knew that. Zhao taking the moon spirit out and then it all going red. And then when he. Yeah eventually kills the moon spirit and it goes like gray like black and white is freaking haunting oh that was that was great because you can only see glimpses of color yes. when iroh's firebending yeah and the color pops and also uh, Zhao versus zuko firebending and then ua's eyes has some hints of yeah. the moon spirit in it yep that's so cool I, no i love how yeah it's visually really cool again this is another case where iroh too is like if you he's he's willing to also go against his own nation yeah for the right worldly cause yes he's like whatever you do i will unleash tenfold or whatever he said on yeah oh he did yeah he yeah. unleashed it that was awesome seeing fi- iroh like pop off yeah it's so funny like it feels like two different people. Like, it's like you, and then it's like Iroh stealing, like, perfume versus the guy she tells you not to worry about, Iroh popping off, like, in the moon spirit <laughs> sanctuary. I'm trying to think of, like, an analogy of, like, a character for Iroh, but there's not there's really no much one that... like you, Iroh, Daniel. You can't really. <laughs> yeah. Commander, or, sorry, I keep saying Commander <laughs> Zhao. Admiral Zhao, no disrespect, uh, Zhao, 
Um, no, disrespect him now because he's killed the mood spirit at this point. Yeah, Captain Zhao. Gets <laughs> demoted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that I think if anything, that deserves a demotion. Yeah. Dishonorable discharge. I would agree. Uh, but so Zhao, who is a very powerful vendor in his own right, trained by Zhao Zhao, Zhang kind Zhang. of a beast. Oh, shit. Yeah, not Zhao Zhao. Zhang Zhang. Yeah. Very, very powerful bender. As soon as Iroh starts going off, he's like, he, I am he, he runs away. <laughs> he is yeah, dude. scared. He's like, I am as not sitting around to deal with this. All of his all of his goons instantly just dead. It's like those They're those books gone. we were talking about with Momo. Like the big book is like Avatar mm-hmm. Blast Airbender, and then the small book is like Avatar if Iroh actually wanted to hurt Aang. <laughs> 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 yeah, honestly yeah. though. Yeah, it's it's cool reinforcing though that Iroh is on the side of you know the yeah the world the spirits yes in balance um, yeah yeah and we and we saw that initially that he's very in tune with the spirits uh, in the first episode of the Winter Solstice yeah when uh, he sees Aang and the Roku's dragon yeah he's the only one that can see them yeah so we already had clued in that he's you know on the side of the spirits and he and he can understand and see the spirit world i think we i don't know if we later learn but i believe iroh canonically has gone into the spirit yeah. world. yeah i think he's so. traversed it because yeah, jow says something about that too oh yeah he says okay. well he said he heard rumors but i'm pretty sure it did happen yeah, yeah. um i also just a quick subtle thing with iroh i like that when ang like goes in the avatar state for the first time like i feel like kind of not out of like rage but kind of out of like necessity and like more he seems more in control this time but um yeah he starts wading into the pool to talk to the like ocean spirit or whatever and talk to it <laughs> it's a very subtle thing but in the back katara starts to go in after him and iroh just holds up a hand to like ask her to stop and let ang do this and katara just like immediately like obeys there's no like dialogue like oh you're fire nation i'm just gonna go in but she like kind of like trusts him she understands and understands yeah Yeah, yeah, which i think is very cool yeah then ang becomes koizilla (laughs) badass yeah dude freaking demolishes it's just beautiful like also the black and white and then that him emitting the blue light i love just the way that the both ang and the spirit like are working together here so that way like Again, like just starting off, we get like the the Fire Nation soldiers in like that one alley and like the Water Tribe in the other, and they like see yeah. like the the praise and the fear kind of mm-hmm. like from the Water Tribe, and then and then the Fire Tribe are just like ah, and then Fire Tribe, Fire Nation, nice. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like bam! It's like you're not you're not kneeling to me. Screw you! I, I just thought that was funny. I always like that. Yeah. Um, this is another moment where yeah. Aang is murking, murking a yeah. bunch of yeah, Fire Nation. Ju- well, I'm a pacifist. Arguably, it was the, mo- the ocean spirit. Could be the spirit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like to think that it's a. It's definitely it's Aang, actually. But... It's definitely Kyoshi inside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, <laughs> popping uh, off. Yeah. I like to think that that's like the original form of the ocean spirit. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Like the ocean spirit, maybe not like in a watery form but is a like a basically a massive um like extremely koi? powerful some sort of animal yeah really yeah but and then adopted um, the form of a koi fish to fit into the world yeah it took the form like that's what it would look like in the basically world, in, in the spirit world it would have been a yeah. massive yeah. godzilla like thing or yeah. something something extremely powerful but it decided to take the koi form 
I don't know what the moon spirit would look like, but uh, the moon looks like UA. The moon, yeah. freaking, yeah. Then UA becomes the moon. She gives the up tomb. herself. Yeah. Iro points it out too. He's the one that yeah, mentions that she has she's some... been touched yeah. by the moon. Yeah, that's kind of gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> are, you say, are you saying that koi fish is a groomer <laughs> groomer oh hardly know her um okay okay so also then Jeez. zhao and Edzuko are fighting and ang grabs zhao or like the spirit grabs zhao and i like that even though they're fighting zuko still tries to save zhao and zhao like mm -hmm. is too prideful and we eventually see him later in Korra, but he gets sucked into the spirit world yeah also, we see kind of the hints of Zuko. He's tired at the end of this episode, but when Iroh talks to him, instead of like thinking of what's the next way we can get the Avatar, Zuko listens to him and is like, and, and rests, which is kind of a callback to the very beginning of the season when Iroh, one of the first thing he says to Zuko is like, come inside, a man needs his rest, and, and he ignores him, but this time Zuko does rest. I think that's yeah pretty interesting i didn't even think about that uh parallel but yeah yeah yeah. that's a great full full circle moment boy is ep <laughs> understandable <laughs> though yeah he just hiked <laughs> in like in like the tundra for yeah knows how long yeah uh then we get azula this final image that we see this mm -hmm. season uh i think it's a great episode uh, action tons of like philosophy with like the spirits and balance season one finale uh what do you guys rank this one Am I going first again? Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 9.6. Whoa. I like it. Yeah. It's a finale. It, it held up everything it needed to do. You get the emotional moments. You get the action moments. Uh, and it balances everything superbly well. So Fair. that's why I rank it so high. I would agree with all that. I'm, I, I'm torn. I feel like I can't quite give it a 10, even though I want to. Uh -huh. Just because I know what is coming in the future. And there's a few episodes in mind that I have that are like already, I know that they're going to be tens once yeah. we get to them. So I think I'm giving this one a 9.5 just because it's so good. It's not quite on the same level. When I think back over the whole series yeah. of like, these are the best Agreed. of the best of the best. So um, I agree. 9.5 for me. I'm doing 9.1 because of those exact reasons. Because I know there's... Now Logan's the middle. <laughs> Logan, you're the middle guy. <laughs> I am the avatar. <laughs> All right. That's our season one recap. Woo. Do you guys have from this batch, 11 to 20, do you have any favorite episodes or least favorite episodes? I think, uh, I mean, I guess we all said that this last episode was our favorite. And I think we said the Great Divide was our least favorite. <laughs> yeah. I think the Blue Spirit's worth mentioning again. That's yeah. I always look at that as one of the top episodes. Yeah. Like, not, not a finale level episode but it's just a one of the very solid yeah it always mm -hmm. blows me away at how well yeah it was agreed done. yeah again dave filoni yeah the man this was also one of the best this was the last this is the last time we'll see dave filoni working on avatar because after this he was hired for clone wars this the finale was the last thing he directed dang bye dave thanks for doing clone Look wars <laughs> yeah any last thoughts on book one as a whole now that we've reviewed everything i think it did a great uh really phenomenal job of setting up the world yeah building um yeah we started at the bottom like literally the south pole and we went all the way up to the north pole hit a ton of stops in between 
um, yeah. in this traveling show, which again is extremely impressive that they were able to pull off a travel show with every every episode was a new scenery, basically. Yeah, have setting up. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, have you seen um you just like they go from the south to the north? Have you seen I think someone charted on like the Avatar map like every season, like the path the gang took, and like season one is like they go pretty much south to north and with like a couple stops like along the way but it's a pretty direct path season two is like they go to the earth kingdom and they bounce around a lot in the earth kingdom and season three they're like all over the place it looks like a kid just scribbled on the map because they're like going everywhere (laughs) (laughs) they make like Uh. a quick i remember in the season three they make like a really fast jump all the way over to like kiyoshi island and like the same episode yeah was imprisoned it's like that was just an episode yeah just happened to be traveling a ton what do you think of season one Daniel, I love it as a season. It, it sets up everything else that's going to come, um, and it embodied everything that the show is uh, meant to be on a fundamental level. Yeah, like it sets up the themes, sets up the way that the stories are being told, it sets up the fighting styles. Like it, it is concise. It's it's uh, cohesive in how it's getting everything built in together. It's just great. Just as a world again. I'm always going to be a sucker for world design. It just sucks you in and you want to be in that world. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with all that. I, I think I said at the beginning of this review, like last week that book one is my least favorite and it definitely still is, but I really, I enjoyed going back to this and rewatching it way more than I thought I would. Like, I think when I was going back, I was like, I got to get through, I was going to the mentality, like I get through book one, but like going back and like really analyzing everything that it has to offer it really pleasantly surprised me and I really enjoyed it. There were some fantastic moments and I definitely think like breaking it out into like two chunks, like episodes one through 10 and 11 through 20. I think there were a lot more moments I remember from the first 10 episodes, but I think these last Mm -hmm. 10 episodes had consistently like better episodes as if they had kind of like found their groove and like were just getting overall quality was like rising. And I think they carried that into season two and three very well. So, um, I yeah. really enjoyed this. I think they really started finding their groove at, right around the Winter Solstice episodes. In, yeah. Uh, the first, like, towards the f- end of the first half, season seven and eight, or episode seven and eight. Yeah, I think it's a fair assessment. What do you guys rank this season, just out of 10, I guess? Book one. Mm, I'll give it a, an 8.5. I was going to say eight. That's about what I was going to say. I was going to say 8.4. So yeah, I kind of want to. If you guys are down to just quick, very quickly discuss the Netflix trailer that came out like a week and a half ago or whatever, uh, it, and kind of break it down, get your thoughts on it, and also maybe discuss like what you think they might cut from season one now that we reviewed it, and like what they will include. So, what what do you just guys think of the the trailer overall? I think the trailer looked well done. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm excited. I think it's the different clips of the different bending that they had in general seemed really well done and i i liked what they were going with um for the styles of bending yeah and and the movement the characters and world building as well i'm very excited to see what they do Daniel, yeah. i think it's well said i also think it, yeah i also agree that was really well done and uh it's gonna like you were saying before it's gonna be interesting to see what they cut out mm-hmm. of book one i think they'll cut the great divide in prison yeah do you know how many episodes it's gonna be it's eight i actually have the names of the episodes as well only eight okay interesting oh wow they really got a cut so these yeah. are the rumored titles i think they're confirmed now but when i was looking at the reddit post it was rumored but episode one is called the last airbender 
Episode two is called Warriors. Episode three is called Omashu. Episode four is called Into the Dark. Episode five is called Spirited Away. Episode six is called Masks. Episode seven is called The North. And episode eight is called Legends. It sounds to me like they're skipping basically from... Omashu. They're they're hitting the winter solstice, and then they're Mm -hmm. skipping like the waterbedding scroll jet the great the southern water tribe yeah. but no the we're storm. still getting jet because he was in the trailer oh he was yeah in the yeah you're right maybe he's included in warriors could maybe be warriors maybe. they're combining kiyoshi warriors and jet that's that's possible i think they're definitely cutting great divide and probably waterbending scroll and maybe fortune teller how long are these episodes like an hour yeah they might cut i think they'll cut fortune teller fortune teller Maybe Bato. So, no, we're getting about the same. So, because if you think about it, like, these episodes are like 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the Avatar episodes are like 50 to 55 minutes, something like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, if we say like an hour them. times yeah. eight, that's like you know, 24 two. episodes per se, if it was in the 20 minute format. Yeah, so, so maybe they're three. just combining things. So, like, Spirited Away might be like the winter solstice instead of part one and part two, it'll just be combined or something. Yeah, masks might be the blue spirit and the storm combined. Yeah, I could see that. The north is probably all the northern water tribe stuff. Oh yeah, I'm wondering if warriors will include warriors of Kyoshi, uh, imprisoned like mm. Haru. Yeah, yeah. As well yeah. as Jet, like if they can fit all three of them right. together. I want to know if they're gonna get the Southern Air Temple episode three into the first episode. I think they're they going to be able to get all the way there. Cause to me, that's, it's a very important episode. To yeah, have. me too. I mean, yeah. until you meet Momo too. <laughs> True. They yeah. do need to meet Momo. So I'm wondering yeah, where they're going to do. Maybe into the dark might be when he starts learning firebending. I don't know. Or maybe that's jet showing like the dark side of the war, what it's done to people. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what they do. Me too. How they rearrange. I'm wondering if... Because most of these episodes don't necessarily need to be in the given order that they are. True. In. Yeah. A lot of them could be kind of switched around a little bit. Yeah. And something yeah. I something I heard, but I don't know if it's confirmed or not, was they ha- they aren't in the Winter Solstice episode. They're not setting a deadline of the Sozin's Comet. Oh. So there's not necessarily like a, we have to defeat the Fire Lord in a year from now. Really? Or, or six months or whatever. They're leaving that a little bit open to allow for the cast to, to grow, grow up a little bit that as they're in, in kind of, um, you know, other other sh- live action shows do something similar where it's letting their cast grow with yeah. the show a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And they're trying not to put an artificial deadline in there that they have to. Maybe they can just say like before Sozin's Comet and like they don't know when that is or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe they'll have to figure out when that yeah, is. Yeah, maybe that's, you have to tie that in to the great library next season. Like they find yeah, out about see that. when they're finding out about Sozin's comet. They also happen upon the, uh, what's it called? The, the day of dark sun. Yeah. Yeah. The eclipse. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Look at us. Put Which, in the writer's to me, room. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I'm excited about the trailer. Like, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm hopeful, but cautiously optimistic. I think it could be cool. They proved they already can say Ang correctly, according <laughs> instead of Ang. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked. I mean, we in the trailer we saw Jet, we saw Boomy, we saw going into the Avatar state, which looks really cool. We we're seeing a lot of the Fire Lord already in the trailer, which I we talked about before, but like like before this we started recording, you said Logan, like I think it's interesting because 
usually he was like kind of silhouetted in the original we never show. Never see him in the in the first, in yeah. The first yeah. book, which I kind of like that he was kind of shrouded in mystery. Yeah, um, and same with Azula. Like Azula is not really seen in the first episode, first season, but I know she was cast, and we see at least one clip of her in the trailer. So that might also be changing. I'd be interested if they add Azula into a little bit more of like the flashback type of thing. Right? Maybe, um, yeah, maybe they'll flesh be, out the Agni yeah. Kai flashback or something. Mm-hmm. That would Do be that interesting to see. Of, maybe she's one of the archers. I, don't know. I really like the look. Uncle Iroh looks really like. Yeah. Yeah perfect for i like that actor the the casting for that yeah mm-hmm. he's a great actor yeah i forget his name off the top of my head but i know yeah same i think he's another. in kim's convenience and uh the he's in mandalorian as well oh yeah he's he's the, the rebel um, pilot the old pilot yeah, yeah. yep all right uh give me your last minute thoughts on the netflix trailer or anything i'm crossing my fingers yeah ditto yeah i just hope we don't get another like uh freaking halo series situation going i mean the bar is low which we'll we're gonna be talking about next week next week we're coming back and we're talking about the m night Shyamalan, the last airbender (laughs) movie yeah so subscribe for that (laughs) (laughs) all right you ready for patron shout outs uh yeah hit me with them cue the episode's music boost grab patron lori frank rick lisa evan tony thank you so much pledging the tier you can see the shout out if you like this board over on patreon link is in the description get the audio episode early special benefits perks all that jazz and more thank you seriously sincerely to our patron supporters all right, ready for cool comments. Yeah, what, what are people saying now? I need to find another TikTok comment that's not the Cars 2 one, because I thought that one was funny. All right, two hours ago, bro, Cars 2 was the best. Just another random Cars thing. One day Someone ago. Someone is a big Cars fan. Dude, this, these are people. We posted this TikTok last. No, sorry, not last. We posted this October 2022, and to this day, Still get comments about people defending Cars 2. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy too. said it's not better than Lightyear. Like Cars 2 is not better than Lightyear, which I don't know. I, they're both pretty bad. Like I kind of want to watch both of them and see which one. <laughs> so you like compare? Yeah. Yeah. This, I'm just like reading because people are getting like arguments in the comments. Like I'm reading just part of the way in someone's argument. Queso's brother wrote, Spy is involved because someone is sabotaging races. So now they're just explaining the plot in the comments of our TikTok of Cars 2. So that's interesting. All right. Thank you for those comments. Keep them coming, Cars 2 fans. <laughs> uh, Logan, anything you want to sh- shout out again this time? Uh, Shout out the Ocean Spirit. Yeah. MVP. I think I shout it. Last time was Roku. I'll give I'll give it to the Ocean Spirit yeah. this time. That was a Hell yeah. pretty pretty beast mode, pun intended. Yeah. All right. I thought you were gonna shout out Kai, but he's gone now. <laughs> no, he's he's up there still. Oh, he's just embarked. Oh, in, I, I mean, encased in Barks. light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He yeah. kind of he likes he likes it up there. All right. Daniel, ready for the introduction? Yeah. Tell me when. When. We just talked about what we want to talk about. Now we're done. Blank. Thank you so, so much, everyone, for listening. We really sincerely appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next time with uh, the, the last Airbender live-action movie. And then yeah. the show comes out. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Peace.